Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon, and this is our May Agenda episode, where we run down some of the highlights of what's happening around the Duwamish Peninsula, powered by the West Seattle blog. My guest today is Brian Callanan, an Emmy-winning TV journalist, voice actor, video producer, and co-host of the podcast, Seattle News, Views, and Brews. Hello, Brian. Hey, Keith. Thanks for doing this, man. It's always good to talk to a fellow podcaster because I know we're not going to run out of things to talk about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You talk about a lot of interesting things on your Seattle News, Views, and Brews podcast related to the state of our city. Would you say there are any sort of noteworthy stories related to West Seattle right now that's on your mind? Yeah, yeah. There's always a few of them. It's it's mainly I'm looking at some of these bigger city policies and how they're going to play out in neighborhoods like West Seattle, where I am. I'm interested in a couple of them, and we cover all sorts of different city politics when it comes to our podcast mm-hmm. and state politics and county politics, too, as it turns out. And the one that I'm really interested in right now is this whole concept of tree preservation. So I'm going to get a little wonky here, but I think it's really interesting. Let's do it. Yeah. The city of Seattle is working on this new tree ordinance. So they're saying, all right, these are the kind of trees we should be protecting. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they're a little smaller, we don't worry about those as much, but we still need to worry about them. And so what I'm seeing is the city is really trying to ratchet down on trying to protect its trees. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're growing really fast, right? right? And our state legislature just said, okay, we're going to make sure we have duplexes and fourplexes and sixplexes. We'll allow them at least all over the place. Right. So I'm seeing what could turn into at least a little bit of a clash there between what the city's trying to do with its tree preservation. And it's a little late in doing it. They yeah. last updated the ordinance back more than 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's an issue. And then when we get to the now, I feel like they're playing catch up on this a little bit mm-hmm. and trying to make sure that our trees are protected because we're in the middle of an affordable housing crisis, right. too. Absolutely. Have we lost some trees over the past several years? Yes, we have. The, the city has studied that. A lot of them are in areas that are less affluent in the south of Seattle, which is mm-hmm. an interesting dynamic there, especially when you look at the effects of climate change and places that get warmer and places where people are getting hurt because of the climate, where there's yeah. flooding because of the climate, et right. cetera. But this is one of those kind of issues that I see playing out in every neighborhood in Seattle. And I know West Seattle is growing, too. Sure. So I'm interested to see how that growth how tree preservation, how it all comes together. It's an issue that everybody is passionate about. Oh, yeah. No one thinks it's really working great here, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, the amount of reaction that was generated from the palm tree that was added to Alki Beach recently. Yeah, right, right, right. Off the charts. Yeah, or think about (laughs) those cherry trees that they had to cut down around Pike Place because Mm -hmm. they're too old and, you know, they they actually were going to fall down before not too long, but... A big hue and cry over that. So, and I'm glad to see that because we need to take care of our environment. But at the same time, it's, uh, there's a lot of things to balance here. And I hope that comes across the right way. I want to make sure that all our trees are protected properly. Yeah. And I want to make sure that our city and so forth is growing properly. That's my own opinion. And I think the city wants to do that too. Yeah. But how to do it, there's a lot of devils in those details for sure. Absolutely. And let's not forget about the squirrels. They they need a place to live (laughs) That's right. You bet. (laughs) So you're also here to really talk about the biggest thing ever to happen in West Seattle, the Loop the Loop annual event on Saturday, June 3rd, that people need to get ready for now in the month of May, right? Yeah, immediately, if not sooner. We're talking about people getting ready for a really cool event. We've been growing this over the past seven years. This is the seventh year we're doing it. And we do it at Walt Hundley Playfield, which Mm -hmm. is kitty corner from Our Lady Guadalupe up in the High Point neighborhood. And it's a fundraiser for OLG and all the different social outreach work they do, meaning 
the safe parking area they have for neighbors who are homeless, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the soup kitchen type stuff they're doing, et cetera. So it is a fundraiser, but it's also a really great community gathering event. Mm-hmm. I know we do a lot of stuff around the junction, a lot of stuff on Alki, but there's stuff happening all over the peninsula. Absolutely. And this is one of those kind of events that really does bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. And I'll break down a little bit about what it's about with you, if I could, and, and the audience out there, if you haven't checked it out before. Oh, yeah. It's a situation where we basically take over the whole park. Again, Mm -hmm. it's on June 3rd. And what we've worked out is a one kilometer loop. You start up by the soccer fields there. You head down to that first baseball field, then the lower baseball field, and you curl back up. And over the course of that route, you will go through a series of obstacles. You'll go through the tires Mm -hmm. and you got your agility going there. You (laughs) go over some balance beams. You do that up. You crawl through some spider webs you actually go through a whole bunch of ropes and and bungee cords and so forth Mm -hmm. up and over a wall a 10-foot wall pretty stout then you crawl through a mud pit wow you go up and down over some hurdles and then the last one i'm really fond of we call it squirt gun alley (laughs) and it's basically a bunch of olg kids with super soakers just blasting away at you it's super fun and then this year we're adding something new and improved we're adding actually two more obstacles to the mix okay. for our elite runners out there. Uh-huh. So there's a number of them t- that do these crazy, you know, beast mode uh, uh, Spartan races and mud right. runs and things like that. So we've added a teeter totter. You walk up like one half of it, then your balance changes and you got to get down the oh. other side. So it's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And then another one is what we're calling the barrel crawl. Imagine half a barrel set up on the ground here, Mm -hmm. and you've got to crawl underneath that thing for the span of about 24 feet. (laughs) And so we kind of made it a little more hardcore for our elite runners out there, but Uh it's something that's really fun at the end of the day, Keith. And I I want a lot of people to show up because not only do we have those things where you can get after it with obstacles, but there's actually one we have set up for uh, the kids out there, the Youth Dash. They get to go around one time there, and that's for kids eight or younger. But we actually have events out there that are set up for people who don't maybe want to necessarily mm-hmm. get muddy. We've got a 5K run walk. You just avoid those obstacles there. And we have something called the Senior Saunter for oh. people who are 65 plus. They mm-hmm. just want a nice walk in the park. Just check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% flat. So we do that too. And then final piece of it, we've got a barbecue and a beer garden there mm-hmm. supplied by Georgetown. Thank you very much. And then the kids from West Seattle School of Rock are there to provide some live music. So awesome. Something for everybody. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Even if you're not planning to get muddy and sweaty, just yeah. go check it out and watch the other people suffer. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or show up and have a burger and a beer or something like that. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about that at the yeah. end, but let's get into some other things that are happening this month in West Seattle, starting with Zach, which is the new production opening at Arts West. That's running May 3rd through 28th. It's a satirical comedy that lovingly skewers the popular tropes of the 90s teen sitcom. Brian, do you have a favorite 90s teen sitcom? I am seeing Beverly Hills 90210 (laughs) right here on your notes, man. And that was my jam. I don't know what it was. And it's not really a sitcom. No, it wasn't. It it was laughable. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's all we did was, I'm a Berkeley grad. I I was down there in Mm -hmm. the Bay Area. And I just remember sitting around the TV, literally to the point where we're throwing things at the television. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
But I, I watched so many of those episodes. You know, totally. Yeah. You remember that? I mean, yes. all the time. It was so crazy. But for some reason, slightly addicted to that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seemed like the the ladies liked it, so it was a good little sure. little hangout moment yeah. too. I lived in L.A. when those shows were on, so oh, yeah. it was kind of like you know ripped from the headlines <laughs> of our lives. Right. Anyway, right, that'll right. be fun to look forward to. The South Seattle College Garden Center is open Fridays and Saturdays in May from nine thirty to three thirty with a selection of plants grown by landscape horticulture students and additional plants brought in by local growers. And on May sixth. The Seattle Public Utilities is providing free compost from 9 a.m. until gone. Brian, do you do much gardening yourself? I actually do. It, I really think that I know what I'm doing, too. I grew up in the Los Angeles area, mm-hmm. and so it was a deal where you could, like, throw some out there in dirt and water it, and it would start growing. Yeah. It's a little different up here yeah. <laughs> in Seattle, and I've I've often told people that my moss has a grass problem basically <laughs> in my yard it, it's one of those things that i try to battle every year that's that's my biggest struggle but no we grow vegetables quite a bit mm-hmm. we've got a bunch of awesome trees on our place we're down in kind of the arborites neighborhood mm-hmm. so i love where i am and it's yeah. actually really good southern exposure for gardening oh, so great. we'll get tomatoes are always a challenge but we always get after those and then fall time pumpkins are a big one for oh, me and my kids how so cool. yeah it's super cool it's That's a lot of awesome. fun yeah tomatoes yeah. are one of the few things that we successfully grow and everything else becomes rabbit food because <laughs> right. we have a lot That's of the way it turns into it yeah so we're looking at flowers now <laughs> may 5th the southwest seattle historical society which is one of the sponsors of this podcast thank you very much is presenting their spring gala celebrating our connections together we thrive that's at Salty's from 6 to 8.30. And there's also an, an online auction that's happening leading up to that with some pretty amazing items up for bid, including two nights at the Easy Street Beach House on Alki and the opportunity to create your own ice cream flavor at Husky Deli, which is pretty amazing. My custom ice cream flavor would probably, no, definitely involve Heath bars mm. in some way, shape, or form. How about you? I'm a bit more of a chocolate guy, mm-hmm. I guess. And I got to say, that deal at Husky Deli, it's real. Yeah. I've been working on this with the Seattle Chamber of Commerce because good old Jack Miller is yeah. working on a 100-year centennial for Whoa. the for the chamber. Uh-huh. And it just so happens that the Milky Way bar also has its 100-year right. anniversary. Right. Yeah. This is a thing, man. So we're making a 100-year celebratory mm-hmm. flavor for the West Seattle Chamber that's going to be a bunch of mushed up Milky Way bars <laughs> in there. I can't wait, man. That sounds like heaven to yeah, me. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, I talked with Whitney Moore, the executive director of the West Seattle Chamber, about that in our last episode. I'm really looking forward to that event. Cool. May 6th, there's a low tide beach exploration at Constellation Park from 11 to 1. You can register in advance. It's open to ages 5 and up for this guided tour. And you can find more information about that in the show notes for this episode or on the West Seattle blog. Also, May 6th, the West Seattle Art Hop and Shop from 10 to 5, art will be on display and available for purchase at studios, yards, and outdoor spaces throughout the West Seattle Peninsula. Brian, your artistry comes from your amazing voice, hmm. which you have contributed to more than 70 audiobooks on Audible, Amazon, iTunes. What is that process like for you? First off, well segued, my friend. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and very kind words. I appreciate that, too. Yeah, I started getting into audiobooks uh, about eight or so years ago, and I do it through a platform with Audible. It's called the Audiobook Creation Exchange, and mm-hmm. Amazon runs it. Basically, on one side of it, you've got people who want to produce books, and right. on the other side, you have people who are 
audio rights holders for different books. A lot of times they're authors here. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's been a process of understanding the business of it, I think, more than anything else. I've used my voice to make a living for the Mm -hmm. past several years, more than 25 years in the broadcast industry. And I really wanted to get into the audiobook thing because it was a chance to kind of work a different muscle, I guess. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as much of a news script or anything that I was doing in front of a teleprompter. It was a book and it involves, with a lot of the fictional works at least, some different emotions and some different ranges, some different voices and, mm-hmm. and styles to them. There's one that I'm working right now that is involved with an alien planet, Whoa. and he's calling for clicks and uh, between you know between the different things <laughs> yeah. that they're saying. I'm like, okay, let me invent this. Wow. So yeah, and, it's pretty cool. And is there any direction with that? Or there just, is, there okay. is. I'll I'll talk with the rights holder about it. But I've been very fortunate because a lot of these projects that I have worked on, I do get the freedom to kind of experiment a little bit. Awesome. So. Uh, you know, we, it's a back and forth type thing. It's definitely a process where you're putting out a project that involves both people. I'd say the performer is an important part, but the person who wrote it is definitely more of the, of the performer, I guess, in that situation. But I really do think, and I don't know what your thought is on this. There are so many people who listen to audiobooks now and that whole process of listening to a book, it's different than reading, Yeah, but I think it really does allow people to experience it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I actually did one recently about the life of William E. Boeing, like the mm-hmm. guy from way back, mm-hmm. uh, talk about 1900s who really started the company. Yeah, And it was fascinating. I worked with a gentleman who knows the family very well, mm-hmm. and I was trying to replicate William E. Boeing's voice. And there wasn't <laughs> any good recording of him. He kind of yeah. had like a bit of a, bit of a tinny voice from what I understand. Okay. It wasn't a great recording of him. And so I did my best. I worked with the the rights holder, the author on this. Mm-hmm. And he said he actually heard from one of the great-grandchildren there and said, you nailed it. Uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's it's, awesome. Yeah, it was really neat. That's so cool. it's, it's fun to experiment with these different things. Yeah. And then it's great to get some of that feedback sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's very cool. What yeah. a cool creative outlet. It is. I have to say my favorite are the autobiographies when they're read by the person yes. who wrote them. Yes. And if you've never listened to William Shatner's autobiography. Oh, wow. Read by William Shatner. It's everything <laughs> you can imagine it would be. And plus. Is it he's, a little he's, stunted sometimes? Oh, yeah. Is it's, he? It's, I think that's where the term extra came from. <laughs> <laughs> he is rather extra. Yes, <laughs> true. Moving on, May 7th through June 4th is the Roller Derby Beginner Boot Camp at the Delridge Community Center. Sundays and Tuesdays, come learn how to roller skate and learn basic roller derby skills from your local West Seattle Derby team, the Rainier Roller Riot. Personally... I'm a little too fragile, I think, for the stuff. But go team. What have you ever played roller derby or I can hockey or barely like skate in a straight line. No way. I, I did a story recently with a team that does wheelchair rugby. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll try this out a little yeah. bit, see what it's like, you know. I got creamed. And and I'm, you know, I'm an able bodied person. These yes. guys are like, all right, fresh meat. Uh-huh. Knocked me over every single time out there. So yeah, I'm gonna let the people who know what they're doing do the roller derby on their own. I'm with you. May 7th, land restoration trainings at Heron's Nest. And also May 13th, uh, there's a music festival fundraiser at Heron's Nest. Uh, You can learn a lot about Heron's Nest and how it came to be in one of our episodes from last year. There are a ton of cool things happening up there all the time, and particularly in the month of May. So check our show notes. Follow them on Instagram if you've never been up there. It's very cool. May 11th, the West Seattle and White Center LGBTQIA+. Business owner meetup. This is a, a new thing. 
at the Launchpad co-working space. That's from seven to nine. I've been trying to do more networking type things yeah. here in West Seattle, and I'm always pleasantly surprised at how casual and fun they are. Yeah, I mean, it's just it doesn't feel like work. Agreed. And I really think that incorporating the white centerpiece is mm-hmm. huge here because. There's a part of the peninsula that some people might know about or might not know about. And so making those connections is great. And I, I think, you know, having that LGBTQIA plus business connection is massive. That, that's, that's a huge part of our, of our community. And to have that recognized and have communities kind of feed off each other a little yeah. bit and connect with each other, yes. super important. Yeah, yeah. May 12th and 13th, The Mama Logs, a comedy show about motherhood at Youngstown Cultural Arts Center. It's West Seattle's very own comedy variety show celebrating motherhood, returning after a three-year COVID hiatus. And this is also a good opportunity to remind folks that Mother's Day is Sunday, May 14th, so don't be caught Delivering a hasty breakfast of burnt toast in bed. Get your act together for mama. Yeah. Do you have any Mother's Day traditions uh, in your family? Or? It's Yeah, we're generally, I was the donut gatherer. I, I'd bring the kids with me, uh-huh. you know, in, in their nightgowns, et cetera. To, <laughs> and there were some early morning runs there. Good day donuts, love them, in, mm-hmm. uh, in White Center if you yeah. haven't been. But that was usually our go-to. And the kids in various disarray would usually, I, I'd bring them as as shabbily dressed as I could because it <laughs> it usually meant like maybe like a few extra donuts for these poor children out there that didn't look so hot. Yeah. But yeah, it was all, usually a donut run is what my wife was into and what my kids have supported. And I'm more of a flowers guy with my mom, gotcha. but she loves flowers. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's down in Los Angeles area still. But mom, if you're listening out there, love you very much. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, May 13th. This is a big one. The West Seattle Community Garage Sale organized by the West Seattle blog, where on the blog you'll find searchable online maps. Those go live May 6th with details about who's selling what and where. Last time I checked, 290 sales have been registered so far, with I'm sure more to come. Have you ever scored anything amazing at this event? We usually score something every year. I'm a little frightened to know the date now because I know my <laughs> wife has this circled on the calendar. But no, it, it it really is one of those deals where you'll start off in your neighborhood, maybe. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, let's take that trip towards Alki. Totally. And you, you can kind of cover the whole peninsula yes. with it. and. And I don't, I, I saw that number of 290. I don't doubt it. it, mm-hmm. it it's going to get up over 300 before oh, for too sure. long. For sure. And uh, yeah, I, it's, it's amazing. We have, we've definitely gotten some bikes through that. What else do we get? We got a barbecue grill off mm-hmm. that one. So we've, we've gotten some big ticket items. And yeah. then the record selection, the vinyl out yes. there, there's some quality stuff to be had. Yeah, so. totally. I've scored quite a bit of snow stuff, which I always think is like, from regrets from the last time that, you know, someone attempted Charleston Hill or yes, something. Yes, right, 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 right. Get this out of here, totally. Please, no more trips to the emergency room. Right, right. Also, May 13th, Babes in Canyon is doing a live in-store performance at Easy Street Records. And May 13th and 14th is the Peony Festival at the Seattle Chinese Garden, featuring an herbaceous peony sale, kids' crafts, traditional Chinese dance and music, and a tea demonstration. May 19th is the West Seattle Wine Walk. 22 local businesses in the Alaska Junction will be hosting boutique Northwest wineries, offering the chance to taste wines and chat with winemakers. Have you sampled any of our local wineries on the peninsula? Guilty as charged. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Big, big fan. It's so cool that so many new ones are opening up. I'm a big fan of Princess and Bear down in the South Park neighborhood, actually. Mm -hmm. 
kind of a hidden gem down there. Yeah. So there's a number of them. I mean, you can do the fact that you can do a wine walk basically all through West Seattle and down the peninsula yeah. there. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. a neat thing to have. A walk or a stagger. Whatever or you got to do. Whatever. Make sure you're safe about it. You bet. <laughs> May 20th is opening day for the Delridge Farmers Market. And this is run by the African Community Housing and Development Organization, which is a local black women-led nonprofit org that focuses on promoting prosperity for African diaspora immigrant and refugee communities. And we'll be doing an episode this summer about this and other farmers markets that happen around the Duwamish Peninsula beyond our weekly Alaska Junction edition that everyone knows and loves. Do you make it to the farmers market pretty often? I love this one. There's one down in Burien, which is a little, well, it's not closer to me, but it's nice that they do on Thursdays, which I love. Mm -hmm. So it really is the season, isn't yeah. it, Keith, to kind of get yeah. into it. And you're starting to see this different produce come out. So I'm a bit of a seasonal person on it, full yeah. full disclosure, but <laughs> I love it. And this yeah. one up here on the junction is just a gem. It's, We're very lucky. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Also, May 20th is the Seattle One Day of Service organized by our mayor, Bruce Harrell, and his office. You can pitch in on hundreds of projects citywide including beautification, restoration, and helping neighbors and needs. And volunteers can also use the service day to dwindle unpaid city charges like parking tickets. Three hours of volunteer work can be applied to up to $50 of fines owed to the Seattle Municipal Court. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours, 50 bucks sold, man. I, I'm into it. I yeah, don't... that's maybe like a third of a ticket, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have any outstanding <laughs> tickets right now. Another way to get outside and give back is happening May 20th and 21st. The River Access Paddle Program is working with Duwamish River communities to offer free river guide trainings with a focus on BIPOC participants to create more access and awareness opportunities on the Duwamish River and Salish Sea. Trainings are happening also June 10th and 11th and September 9th and 10th. Check our show notes and West Seattle blog for more info on how to apply. Have you ever paddled the Duwamish? I never have. It's I never amazing. Have. Yeah. yeah. You've done it? Yeah, a couple of times. Once not paddle, like in a powered boat. Yeah. And another time paddling. And it's it's not what you would expect. There are so many different kinds of environments and sceneries and things to do. And uh, if you haven't read the book, The River That Made Seattle mm. by B.J. Cummings, required reading. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. And it just really shows how important that river was into creating our city for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, they changed the the route of it. There's yeah. a lot of native, yeah. native cultures here who I know are, have some concerns about that, of course, but it is, I think, as you see it rebuild, as you see more people take an interest in it and really try to preserve it as yeah. it is, I mean, isn't this city different when you see it from the water? Absolutely. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I, I get, I've been out on the on the Duwamish in a powerboat for mm -hmm. sure. But seeing it, I guess, in a, in a quieter mode yeah. when you're in paddle mode, that, that would be pretty cool too. Yeah, it's awesome. And last but not least, May 30th, and actually every Tuesday in May, Bell of the Balls Bingo at the Skylark with Cookie Couture. It's free to play every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. with silly prizes and fun for the whole family. And as we mentioned before, May is your month 
to prep for Loop the Loop. What is the deadline to register? You can actually register all the way up till the day of on mm-hmm. June 3rd. You can get a better deal on it if you register before the 2nd. Right. Just, that's crunch time for us. However, I encourage people to sign up, come up. It'll be a great day. You can come up day of and register. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Register the kids. Bring a team. We really encourage people to bring right. some teams out there. We try to honor the best team name and team spirit, if you will, with some of the different prizes that we have from local merchants here. Mm -hmm. The best name I've had so far, I think it's the Unreasonables. (laughs) It it looks like a bunch of ladies who are ready to party on this thing. If there's any indication from what I'm seeing uh, Uh on on their, not only their sign up early, but the pre-purchased beer that they're looking for (laughs) at the end of the race, not before, but it's uh, it's one of those kind of things where there's going to be a bunch of fun teams out there. And yeah, if people can sign up before June 2nd, that helps a little bit, but sign up whenever. We'd love to have them. Yeah. And if you're an individual that doesn't have a team, there's a way to join one, right? Absolutely. There is a way to join other teams out there. You should know somebody on that team. Generally, the way it happens, Keith, is that People will be jumping in and I'll say, okay, wait a minute. I think I know some other people here who already have a team set up. Can you put me on their team? Reach out via an email through the website and we can absolutely do that. So people will make connections like that over the next several weeks. It does get a little crazy. As you probably know, Seattle, West Seattle, a late signer upper kind of town. (laughs) And so we're going to get a bunch of people in the next month here, which is great. But we're expecting more than, we had more than 500 last year, but we're more than 100 above registrations from where we were at the same time last wow. year. So we're looking 600 plus, wow. maybe 700. So I'm really looking forward to a big, big race out there. A lot of great sponsors to thank, if I may. Sure. Uh, Providence Mount St. Vincent mm-hmm. is one of them. Hit Lab is another. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lake Washington physical therapy folks, those guys help us out too. Uh, there's a massive list. I encourage people to check it out at loopthelope.com because it's very much a, a who's who of very cool people here in West Seattle supporting it. West Seattle blog too. All right. It's a lot of work to put on an event this big. <laughs> Why do you do it? That's a great question, Keith. I, I ask myself that every year. <laughs> I started out doing it because I had kids at Our Lady Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. And so we would have different meetings for the school commission or the parish commission, et cetera. And I served on both boards there. And so there's always a concern for different nonprofits about raising dollars. And right. so there are different ways to do that. You know, we had the jogathon that we did with the kids there, and that's always successful. Mm-hmm. But I kind of thought, why can't we do like a jogathon for adults, mm-hmm. you know, and some other people out mm-hmm. there? And it really morphed into something else when we would do these different fundraisers. Hey, we just we just raised four hundred bucks on our bake sale. And it's like, that's great. Uh huh. Let's see if we can level it up a little yeah. bit. So I did take it on myself. It was kind of a follow me kind of a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've gotten the support of the parish and the school in moving forward with this thing, and it's just. One of those really cool community events that yeah. I, I really wanted to envision something where I think a lot of different institutions, churches included, can kind of turn into a bubble or a silo yes. sometimes. Yeah. And so I am trying to break down those different barriers. OLG is a very open church. Everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. People pile in there every week, and it's an awesome community. But I really wanted to make it something even bigger. You know, right. it's it's outside the church. Hey, let's let's hang out here on the field. You go to church there? Yeah, I do. But it's, it's more of a, a community connection type of a thing. And gotcha. so- when you can grow it that way and raise some some good dollars off it, and thanks everybody for contributing as you do, yeah. I, then you have a really great event that I think can galvanize a community and and really keep it growing. That's what that's what I wanted to do with it. Awesome. Well, I think you're doing an amazing job with it. Thanks. Uh, it's a very uniquely West Seattle event. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff I like to talk about here on this show. Yeah, it's actually, if I may, yeah. it is the only 
Urban Obstacle 5K within Seattle city limits. So there, wow. if you want to do an obstacle course these days, it's like you go out to Sammamish, you mm-hmm. go out to these other things. Mm-hmm. If you want an obstacle course, the only one within Seattle city limits is Loop the Loop. That's what I got for you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian Callanan, for being my guest for the May Agenda episode. I will see you at Loop the Loop on June 3rd. Can't wait. Thanks, Keith. And thank you also to our listeners. And don't forget, you can find information about all these events and much more in our show notes for this episode and on West Seattle blog. And if you've made it to the finish line with us here, there's a special discount for Always West Seattle listeners. Use the code ALWAYS5, that's all with two L's and the number five, at loopthelope.com and you'll get $5 off your entry fee. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, help me build this community by leaving a great review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And it would be awesome if you shared this episode with your friends, neighbors, co-workers, and anyone you know. We also appreciate your mentioning us in your posts on Facebook and Instagram, where our handle is Always Podcast. And if you've got a great idea for a story we should know about, drop us a line through either of those social media platforms or email Keith at madewithbacon.com. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.